0: This episode of The Last King Podcast is brought to you by Western Imperialism. Because we're back, damn it! And I'm here to stay. Racist!
1: Hello and welcome to another episode uh, of The Last King Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Taffy, and, and I'm joined in by Mr. Shafiq. Will Shafi- you stop I know, introducing lo- me? I to, yes, I gotta do. You know, got, I'm the gracious host, so I gotta introduce This the is host.
2: the other important guy. Dr. Co-host. Shafiq, right? Director Shafiq. Why director? Chancellor Shafiq. I don't know. The running joke is still running.
1: All right, and we've got a really awesome third man on the chair.
0: Welcome, Electric Tom. Electric Tom. That is me indeed. Hello, everybody.
2: Now, Electric Tom, people yes. are wondering, who's this other guy? What's he doing here? What is he all about? Tell How us. How did we
0: find you? Tell us your origin story. Well, I was outside, rooting through the garbage, you know, trying to find a meal. And these two very kind Asian men came and dragged me inside, gave me some food, some beer and a microphone. And now I'm here. And I'm not sure if I like it or not.
1: I think you'll like it enough, yeah, yeah, but yeah, just tell us more about like what you used to do, what are your favorite games, like just a little bit of hobbies here and there, just make it a little fun fun little chat we're going to have.
0: Fun little chat, okay, well, I came here um, about two years ago now, one and a half, two years ago, I followed the love of my life and now I'm here and talking about video games. So you asked for my favorite game and favorite movies? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we want to know. Everyone wants to know. So, my favorite game is definitely the original Ratchet & Clank, and then my favorite movie is the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
2: Naki, when you say movie, you can't just choose a trilogy. You gotta choose one, sir.
0: If you insist, then it's the third one. The third one. The third one. Even one more
2: thing. than the two
0: oh. towers. Yeah, the two towers when nothing happens. Well,
2: but the third one ended like five fucking times. Come on.
0: You know, that's just like life, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like you know when you say goodbye to a friend after a night of drinking, then you have to walk the same way to get you a taxi, and then you have to walk a bit further because the taxi's, is, you know, taking. I like of time. to
1: argue that yeah, two towers had a really good fight scene, but yeah, the third one, multiple endings, elephants, Legolas putting on god mode and just shooting people. Oh, I mean, what do you think? What was it that impressed you about A Return of the King?
0: I I think I just liked the way that it ended with the big bads dying, but then it also showed how everyone's life slowly has to start going back to normal. You know, how everyone has to go back into the roles they play. You know, Aragorn is now the first king in a couple of thousand years, and... Yeah, you know, he's there, he has to start doing his thing, the Hobbits have to go back to the Shire, and then, I love that scene... Well, not
2: all the Hobbits are but I think Frodo gets on the boat, doesn't Well, no, he?
0: that's afterwards, but ah. at first, all four come back, and then they go to the Green Dragon, and they just have a pint, everyone's ignoring them, they just fall roots again, and they're just like, we've seen so much shit, and none of these fuckers know.
1: <laughs> ah, well. And they didn't say shit, that's the thing, that's, yeah. they're enjoying a moment of silence after all the chaos and everything. Yeah,
0: just a knowing look that, you know, we've survived the worst thing to happen in the last age, and we just were content we don't need to tell everyone what happened and that's what I really like and also you know it's an army of the dead killing elephants that shit was
1: awesome that was good shit yo yeah
2: well, yeah. speaking of upskirts... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how the hell did we get here?
1: <laughs> Near Automata, everybody! Yes, yeah,
2: the, b- the big first game review we're going to have with uh, a three-man team this time. Mm. But hey, everybody, do check out the Last King podcast over on our SoundCloud and iTunes, also on our Facebook and Instagrams at Last King Podcast. And also now, our official third member, Mr. Eccentric Tom. Where can we find you, Mr.
0: Tom? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Eccentric Tom. And on Facebook, just Tom Oliver, you'll find me fairly nearby. I'll also be hanging around on the Facebook page. I have an Instagram account. I don't know what it's at, but I'll I should be tagged within that last king as well. So you can find me from there.
1: Oh, God, I think I totally made a mistake. I introduced you as Electric Tom, not someone eccentric.
2: So no, I think I like Electric really Tom out. a lot better because then we can just short form it to like E-TOM. Uh,
0: okay, so yeah. I'll change my name, Deep Paul, and then you will get it also today. Or
2: you can just start a new Instagram account and a new Facebook. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> social media trouble. is all about just recycling yourself anyway. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what every everything. media company does anyway. So Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, very importantly, upskirts. Now, near Automata <laughs> dropped... Probably in the past two weeks. The okay. past
1: few weeks, yes, the past few days. It actually came out in Singapore first, together with the Japan release. Asia? Then, yeah, and then it came out last week ish in America.
0: And I think and it released, yeah, two, three days ago in Europe. Mm, yes, yes, I believe so. So yeah.
1: everybody should be on the New Automata train right now, huh? Yep, yeah, they're probably on their way to trying to finish the game. Turns out that, oh, there's actually another ending after this ending or whatnot. So for those who don't know what Nier is, it's a pretty unique RPG back in the PS3 days. 2010, there actually wasn't that much to talk about, to be honest. Although it had a good mix of shooter and action elements, but there's a story that everyone got into, got hooked into. Like It became like a cult classic, with multiple endings and even an option where if you want to see the real ending you got to delete your save game for that. Okay. It's pretty cool. fucking hard. Who was hardcore.
2: the developer for that?
1: I it's a, uh, talk- it's actually a company called Kavia. They've oh. done Dragon Guard. They've done the Dragon Guard series.
0: That's
2: the yesterday. company with Mr. Moonface doing the presentation. That's the
1: one. Yes, that's Mr. Now Yoko I remember Taro. Near. Yeah, yeah yes, yeah, yes, You remember Nier not because of the games but because of the developer himself, Yoko Taro. Exactly. He yeah. will he never shows his face in public. He'll just wear a giant moon mask. It's actually a mill from the game itself, near, but still. Crazy Moon Mouse
0: Man. So he's a dead mouse uh, of game developers. Yeah, I guess so, the dead mouse.
1: More like the Daft Punk. <laughs> you know you got your eccentric developers like Suda fifty one, um who else? Uh, Sudo-Fabu on DMs. Pierre yeah. Molyneux maybe he's,
2: okay, a, he's
1: okay. a kind of eccentric he's no, more he's like he's just the, a douchebag really not really a douchebag more <laughs> like the guy who overhypes things too many times but so a douchebag know, okay <laughs> I guess so yeah I think maybe it got the, me there man the perfect douchebag slash uh, you know
2: esoteric developer would be Tomonobu Itagaki-san himself yeah, maybe Mr. Even... Never not wears his sunglasses ever
1: mm-hmm.
2: and probably
1: a... Hideo Kojima as well I forget Hideo oh, you know, <laughs>
2: Kojima is more like a rock star now I mean yeah. he basically comes on appears says five lines and it disappears shows you some gameplay footage everybody scratches their heads most of the nerds scratch their chins then you know, know and, then else. Yeah, and then they start scratching something
0: else
1: yeah there you go oh man man so yeah anyway let's, let's not focus on yoko Taro too much good he's just a creative yet bad kind of guy in a sense but i think His what you can
2: also uh bring in is like this is not just those guys but they brought in also another team yes
1: yeah, so of kind course of, like you know Polish the team that shot. we've actually talked about before shout out so, to our last episode going yep, platinum. Yep, platinum games and so on. so you see because a lot of people liked near but did not like the gameplay Kavia decided to actually get some outside help in the form of platinum games platinum so, games so they brought them in they did all the action scenes and all the action bits for the automata and yeah after playing this game for 30 fucking hours damn it's good shit. Now, here's the thing. You actually get to finish a game like after your first 10 hours or so if you just proceed to the main story. But after that, you actually have to play another character's perspective. Same storyline, different perspective, new additions and cutscenes, new story bits coming in. And then when you finish that guy's bit, then you go to another different, completely different section where you actually play a character who you met in the first 3-4 hours or so. Mm, okay. And there'll be different perspectives. If you can see the box art cover... You see three characters. You'll be playing those three characters.
0: Okay, so what's the story about? Give us a general overview of what's happening, why do we care, what's happening?
1: Okay, okay. So, Near Automata starts basically as a story about androids cleansing a former Earth of uh, different kinds of robots and machines because they sort of took over. Like they do. Yeah, of course. But the thing is, it turns out that the humans are all living in the moon. So, in order for them to go back to Earth, these androids have to do cleanup beauty in the form of destroying all these androids on that planet. On, so it's kind of like
0: that film Oblivion with Tom Cruise, or more like Wally,
1: but better. Yeah, it's like Wally, but better actually. <laughs> this Wall-E- Except the trash comes alive.
2: <laughs>
1: Except the trash comes alive and starts beating the shit out of you. And Wally has a very nice behind. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing. It actually delves into like a really existential kind of story, like. You know all that stuff you've seen in Blade Runner where Rutger House character starts talking about what is it like to be more inhuman? Like I see tears the in the rain. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Even... Or even the whole premise of Ex Machina. You'll see this shit, you'll see all these story, all these elements all dressed in near Automata. So
2: basically robots asking each other, am I alive, am I a living
1: thing? Exactly. And there's actually even a mission early in the game where... You come crashing into the desert and you see robots understanding the concept of love by imitating what humans do when they fall in love.
2: Oh, like data in the next generation.
1: Except you see like a (laughs) you see a midget robot actually giving head to another robot.
0: Excuse me, what?
1: Yes, there's actually robot kindling us in this.
0: Exactly. I mean, they don't eh?
1: show that, but you know, they're actually simulating the action. Tell me more.
2: Well, it is what Are I you guess. a
1: USB-C or a USB-3?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I now, swing both for it. Okay,
1: so just imagine beer cans with eyes, with stubby little legs and hands, pretending like to do Wall-E. it. Just like Wally. Yeah, just, uh, just imagine Wallys doing to, it to each other. You're describing this game as like the porn version of Wally, man. In a way, yeah. Should be Wall-X. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> nah, but there's the thing. They're actually trying to simulate human emotions because humans used to live oh, on Earth, right? So they're just mm-hmm. trying to... All this data they've collected, they're actually just trying to recreate themselves to be human but also doing the same mistakes humans have done on the Earth. So they're just trying to gain some sort of form of sentience, but at the same time, they're repeating the animation loop over and and again. But the androids, they actually eventually discover that apparently not all machines are bad, per se. Oh. And it actually gets much deeper than that. Again, I'm not going to spoil this because it's a very new game, but suffice to say the story is worth the 30 hours.
0: Okay, so story, we have an idea, android, robot, blah, 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 blah. What about gameplay?
1: Oh, yes. That's the part where Shafiq would probably froth froth in the mouth and stuff. All right. Because Platinum Games is known for doing really awesome action games. Mm -hmm. You'll be fighting in third-person style. Like, imagine Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, except in RPG mode. So you got 2B, your female character, the one with the skirt and everything with the two swords. You get to change up her weapons. She's got, like, two blades. She's got, like, a giant-ass broadsword. She's got, like, a fist attack and all that. And, you know, she's doing a lot of combat stuff here and there. And she's also got a pod following mm-hmm. her around. So, the pod itself actually shoots out, like, bullets. Like, you hold the R1 button, it shoots out, like, just a rapid-fire shot thing going Kinda on. Kind of like an option in, like, an old-school 16-bit shooter. Exactly. Yeah. Except you can hold that while you're doing your attacks. So, you're actually doing attacks from your... You're actually shooting them down while you're just breaking them down with your melee attacks. Okay, and can, also dodge, too.
0: Can you aim with the pod, or does it just... Uh, target whatever is nearby. You can actually hold the
1: L2 to actually open up a homing option so to target. So it targets target. things, yeah. right? Okay. But you can actually aim it by yourself. Okay. And if you actually play it on the hard and the hardest difficulty setting, you can't actually home. You actually have to aim manually.
2: Oh, I see. I see. So, like, the way I see this, right, especially since you mentioned games like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta, especially with the Platinum Predigree, right, I'm thinking that this uh, little option, this little pod, like, that shows things, that's your... Basically,
1: your combo continuer? In a way, yes. But he, he, it, okay, I think it's probably it. It also can summon like a sort of semi powerful attack, like it's either a long ass laser blast or like summons summons a hammer to smash one enemy
2: with a a cooldown time. Like an AoE effect to just kind of clear the space. It
1: depends on what what you want it to use. You can even have spears coming out from the ground or even have like a a temporary shield to block off either bullets or block off. Physical attacks.
2: But like speaking of the platinum pedigree, right? Okay, now what I'm really concerned about is basically how tight the controls are. Because that's fucking tight. Are we talking about bayonetta tight or Metal Gear Revengeance tight? Mm. Wow, or, that's or actually. Ha- or have they achieved the holy grail of Ninja Gaiden Black tight?
1: Mm. I'd say it's more Metal Gear Revengeance
2: tight. So it's a little bit slippy. It's it's
1: good. It's good. I'll, I'll tell. I can tell you that I have no problem dodging enemies if I go to get hit. It's actually my own fault. In fact, the dodging system's a bit. OP in a sense like you can actually dodge as many times as you like there's no mm. cooldown and I have even brought up the fact that the game actually switches to different actions. I was about receptors. to ask you that
0: because I've seen some gameplay I've not played it but I've seen that sometimes you have no more 3D way of the camera that suddenly goes to like top down or side scrolling
1: just like the first Nier, it actually follows that schematic, except now it's 60 frames per second and stuff. Mm. So there'll be moments like in one whole main stage, you'll either be doing a shoot em up thing where you go up, down, left, right, or there'll be like a top down section as well. Mm. And then there'll be bits where you actually be right piloting a robot. Mecha, okay. And you actually have to do the whole uh, twin stick shooter thing. like, so like a Geometry Wars, yeah. And of course, there's bullet hell moments as well where you gotta dodge a lot of shit coming in your way. So literally something for everybody, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And also the action bits like I mentioned. The Devil May Cry bits. But Is there it's... even a text-based one? That actually happens halfway, depending on which scenario you take. You'll, you'll get those... ...moments as well where you have to select which option you want to actually progress. Okay. There's also... Man, I also forgot about the hacking bits. Okay, so when you control 9S... ...you actually get... you actually ...when you press triangle, you shoot this little beam thing. It'll show a little counter where you can actually hack things. You get warped into this little section where it's like a top-down geometry wars kind of... ...shooter as well, where you a little triangle. If you get hit three times, you get out, and you get some damage. Okay. But if you kill everything inside that hacker space. You get to either make the enemy explode or you get to actually gain control of the enemy or make it explode and also get stunned for like maybe five seconds or so. Uh, So hacking is really important for 9S's bit because he isn't a combo machine like 2B. Okay.
2: But like, the way you describe it is that like you've got all these different gameplay elements, you've got all these styles of games like going on at the same time. So is it balanced out evenly? Are there some like weaker gameplay elements?
1: That's the thing, I... No, there isn't actually. So everything is... Everything just feels polished. polished. Everything feels polished good. Okay, there is this one little thing. When you first arrive in your first open world area, There'll be a bit of a glitch thing going on. I thought it was actually in game because Yokotaro known for crazy shit like this. Mm. Turns out I read out on Reddit. It turns out the open area world pre patch it got a bit glitchy. Okay. But okay. I think at this point in time it's already fixed.
2: So there's definitely a first day patch that's already existing that kind of cleans that up. huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. Thankfully, thankfully. Well, like,
2: tell the audience you've been playing this on the PS4.
1: PS4. Yes, it's actually coming out PC in like around March. Thirteen or fourteen. I think probably
2: by the time this episode comes out, yeah, you definitely can get it on
1: Steam. By yeah, then. on PC, yes, yes. And I will tell you, this is worth. It. This is worth the money. It's the action's really good. So far, I've not found any boring bits at all. Honestly, like the mm. story bits, you're supposed to have quiet moments. Okay, maybe your side quest can be a bit monotonous, but the main plot, the main fights with the bosses, everything—you fight like a giant golf ball, you fight like a giant centipede thing, you fight a robot ballerina thing, you fight robot clowns. Even those cuddlingus robots I mentioned—they're all desert dudes as well. And you even, even fight like, them as well. Uh, well, you actually kill them. Well, actually, they do attack you later, so yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. And then you even fight androids who look like you in a sense as well. It it, Mm -hmm. it becomes like a 2D thing as well, it becomes like a 3D fight as well, so the way that it switches back and forth is kind of effortless. You can tell the transitions coming by the camera panning back or the camera switching around, and then then you're into that zone, oh, this is actually my mode that I'm going to fight right now, so. And that's the thing, I actually enjoy this game a lot, like to the point where, even if I'm playing Horizon Dawn right now or other games like even Yakuza 0, This is sort of like my contender for Game of the Year at the moment.
2: You wanna call it out this early?
1: Pretty early, yes. This is March. It's just not even the end of March and I've already found something I really like. So this is Game
2: of the Year first quarter, but possibly for
1: 2017. Possibly for 2017, because I've not played anything like this Mm -hmm. at all the way it's presented I don't think I'm gonna find a clone of this game ever bold
2: statement right there but then again you can also understand with the Platinum Games pedigree like even games like uh, Bayonetta very famously had like the afterburner bonus stage Mm -hmm. you know like their ability to jump between different genres so effortlessly but do you think it's because of Platinum Games and it's like this is what they are the reason it's a huge step up from the previous game
1: yes that's the one big reason why this is better than Nier 1 the gameplay itself the story of Nier is really good I'd say Automata is sort of on the same level, especially the way they present, like, the other stuff that you come across after your second big ending. Yeah, I guess the gameplay itself is already improved, so this is a bigger step up. It's I'm happy they actually found an audience because of the gameplay itself, so... Okay. Again, okay, this is like the one game you can you can find where you can actually get an ending by eating a fish. <laughs> this is Honestly. giving
2: me like serious like nostalgia bonus. for like, remember games like Contra Hardcore where it's, like this game has eight possible endings. Like there's even an ending if you just climb up this wall all the way to the top and you fight a secret boss and hey you win the game by uh, being like the owner of like a pygmy people. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, that's <laughs> true, that's true. That's also
1: your oddity of an ending of sword sword, but I think that's what they're near, that's what Cavea and that's what Platinum Games are trying to achieve. That sort of old school ishness with the gameplay and also with stupid endings as well.
2: I think this is extremely necessary, especially in the landscape right now, because it would be very nice to have um, reasons to replay a game. You know, my grief with a lot of modern video games is all about telling one singular story, whether allowing the player to explore or to just really go nuts and have fun and just, like, you know, be creative developers. Go ahead and, like, you know, just
1: go nuts. I'd say that the game in reality is actually 30 hours, but they're just purposely doing this ending break here and there because... I don't know, maybe this one has something happy and then they want to have a little... Tr- For those who really want to stay true to the game itself, if they're really into it, here are your other endings that actually finish up the entire story on Neo Automata.
0: Okay, so if you wanted to complete it and you know, get all the trophies and everything, how long do you think that would take?
1: Probably about 30, 40, because you also got like a secret boss you got to fight too. Okay, are
0: there any collectibles? Of course there are. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, uh. again, there's actually this one thing where you look up your main character's skirt ten times. I'm going to
0: talk about this straight away, let's yes, do this. Speaking of looking up skirts... You
1: actually
2: get a achievement for that.
1: Something
0: else?
2: Um, legendary, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Back in the early days of January 2017, there was a little bit of drama surrounding looking up the skirts. When someone put up on Twitter, that if you looked up, you could see not just, you know, her rear end, but her actual, you know... Starfish. Starfish. The, ah, right.
1: <laughs> chocolate starfish, yes. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of that a little bit, but, um, I think he probably solved that by, you know, giving her pants, I guess. With Pantsu, huh? Pantsu, pantsu, yes. Pansu.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I loved about that whole thing was, I think that, uh, either he doesn't speak English at all, or someone who translated it for him missed out some key bits, Because when he found out about this controversy, um, what's his name again?
1: Uh, Yoko Taro.
0: Yeah, he went on Twitter and said, Oh, I love how getting so much. Interest in my new game. Please send me all your artwork over her. Uh, I think bottles. he's just trolling basically. <laughs> but yeah. he got it. He yeah. actually said, "Oh, I'm so happy. Someone actually gave it to me. <laughs> the internet's amazing." Uh,
1: okay, okay. Yeah, they, I think he's a funny guy like that. But but sounds must, like a funny guy. I mean, he did a promote. Very he, he,
2: serious loss in translation. He did
1: promote mental. his game in a way that okay. There's one interview that a magazine did a few weeks ago before the game came out. Okay, any final words for your fans? The interviewer said, he just said, "Oh." don't look forward too much to the game uh, please expect little out of it as well as code, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, can you imagine if any western developer said that
1: oh I think the PR guys have a fucking yeah. nightmare could be just
2: yeah. a humble brag too You know, I mean, seeing as how weird this guy can get
0: yeah yeah I mean you did see him
1: in like the past few E3s where he's just presenting in, in his old big ass yeah. his moon face moon face <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: it'd be so good if the guys who m- hello games if they'd said that before um, if he said don't expect too much we'd be far more forgiving about that piece of shit
1: <laughs> yeah 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 I think this is <laughs> this is the opposite of Hello Games. Yeah. What Kaviya did for Neo Automata and honestly I'm fucking my mind is fucking blown from this game. Just from the story and the fucking gameplay too, man. It's mm. just so good. Shafiq, just remember, um, on the hardest difficulty for Neo Automata, you die one hit. So I think you probably take that mode. accept it. This sounds
0: like my worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> oh that's okay, that's easy mode for you too. Oh fuck you. <laughs> okay, I forgot to mention about the chip system. Apparently if you want to level up and power up the character, okay. there'll be this thing where you actually put in chips on your Android. Because Android works. Where right? do you insert them? That's a very good question. I In don't think In the Star, they feature, that.
2: obviously. It serves a purpose. Yeah, yeah. USB now, C or USB three? So you've got <laughs>
1: so you've got like an attack and a support and defense like kinda of chips where it gives you plus one to regular attack, plus one to rage attack. There's even like even chips to actually increase your hacking as well. So plus four to like if let's just say you possess a guy. You can possess enemies high level than you in some sense.
0: But is it just you keep slotting as many in as you want or is it well, like pick s- and
1: choose? You can pick and choose, but understand that the slots can come in different sizes like you have like what, the maximum of 120 or 200 depending on how many you buy. So, so you kinda very... have to fit as many as you can. So it's oh, like okay. a
2: very diverse skill tree which is... I mean the customization is endless yeah yeah I think it.
1: that's probably my only complaint because there, you can optimize it any way you want or you can put automatic, but if you're like a stickler for detail yeah you're gonna be selecting one you're gonna go all the way down select one take out one select one in the other way
2: which sounds like you know something perfect for like the pro gamer especially people who like to like create builds yeah know, yeah, and yeah you
1: can do that for a new automata okay
2: so there's definitely a lot of replayability a lot of customization yeah.
1: for my side I use type a for the mini characters and I I use Type B for 9S, especially yeah. when he hacks a lot, and basically, he's got he's got a really good range attack thing going on. So I just boost up all of his range attacks and hacking, that's it. Just the min-max style of okay. playing.
0: Is there any multiplayer?
1: No, no, no. Single player, but, as
0: usual, yeah. But
1: if you die, you actually get to put a little message on your character, on your dead android, and then you have to collect his body to get back the stuff you left. Dark Souls-y, huh? Dark Souls-style. Yeah,
0: because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's craving notes nowadays. Yeah. Well, what to do? You know, Neil is out too. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. That actually... The whole online bit actually comes in later in the game, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. There's an online bit? Kinda, of, but to mention it will be huge spoilers, especially this early. So it's time. not just leaderboards or basically... No, 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 no. Right? It actually revolves around the main story. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So, if you really want the real ending, but does
2: it contribute wow. to the replayability, or is it something that you need to do as you're playing through the game,
1: or is it it's just some... a gimmick? It actually adds in a lot of weight to what you do. Let's just say that.
0: Okay. Um. One final question I have: Do you feel like you need to play the first near game to fully enjoy Automata? Not or?
1: really. No. This is this is the thing I love about this game. It's a standalone by itself. If you actually played the first near game, there'll be some callbacks, but you can still get it the whole main story everything even if you didn't know the first game existed so oh. it's very beginner friendly that's good okay so basically unless you hate rpgs unless you hate really good action games with great storylines i guess you can avoid near automata but for the rest of us sane people yeah please buy it dude please buy it this is like one of those games where i kind of want people to play like okay. to remember and stuff and it's kind of coming off of pc too which is awesome so more people yeah. can play. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I will assume this is a heavily recommended from Mister Toffee. Highly recommended. What's yes. your number rating for this, sir?
1: I'd say a ten. A, <laughs> a perfect ten. Yeah, really? a perfect, perfect ten. This is probably one of those few games I actually give a ten for. Mm. Honestly, there isn't really anything bad I can say at all like even like anything i say bad like the you did... frame the, like the whole clipping thing i mentioned at the start it's, but it's patched up already. it's already patched up that's more like nitpicking
0: uh, okay but what about other things like side quests might maybe being a bit monotonous slightly monotonous that's more like the
1: thing is the story actually makes it worthwhile to pursue through so that's more nitpicking for my side. Okay, but right. how about like stuff like level because design, they actually uh, sound level design, de- level design, sound design actually works really good. I mean the music is phenomenal. I'll tell you that. Which I would assume, especially if the platinum interference, you know, because they have no 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 they, they actually it's actually uh, composer, oh, Kavir as a composer, Kichio Oh, Okay, okay,
0: okay.
1: The first game, Nier, is actually remembered more for its really badass soundtrack. Yeah. I so the Neo Automata follows suit. I guess arguably people will lean towards the first game. But this one did, did a really good job. We've got this like alien kind of language coming in, singing along with the music and everything. You've got something melodious, you've got something more dramatic. You've even got like some techno shit coming in as well, when you're fighting certain characters. Okay. For the most part, it's very dramatic. It really fits with the very bleak outlook thing they have for mankind. And mm. you know, like, androids fighting for mankind stuff. It's very... Anime Terminator. Okay. Less rock, more dramatic.
2: Mm, okay, so a very, very uh, glowing review there from yeah, Mr. Yeah. Toffee for Near Automata. Right. I myself, I'm really looking forward to checking out this game, especially given a 10 upon 10. Yes. I'm here to contest that, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, Just give it 30 hours.
1: Give it, give it, all, uh, play it all through. I play it all feel through. I
2: will definitely enjoy this game, especially with what I've seen so far. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into our main feature. We're going to talk about a very famous bearded Australian man, you know, with a very impossible way of wiping his ass. <laughs> and we're back
1: back alright so after all that near automata talk about robots sucking each other off and stuff <laughs> now we're gonna go off to bearded Australian people how about that for a segue Mm. Mm-hmm. close so, enough okay so we're gonna talk about Logan it's an awesome film that came out that basically talks about the finality of Wolverine Wolverine not really
2: the finality of the Wolverine but more like a swan song for Mr. Hugh Jackman himself who is officially retired from the role and thank you sir for giving us almost 17 years playing this damn character
0: 17 damn I was 18 18 years old when I
2: saw him appear and yes I was one of those early guys who when I saw like who did they cast as Wolverine one of my favorite characters of all time who's this Australian asshole (laughs) but yes you know I've been eating my words ever since and he has been consistent and he has. Been professional, like you know. He's
0: been badass too, as well. Yes,
2: one of the few actors who actually took the role seriously. The real
0: consumer professional.
2: Yes, gave the character some much-needed love. Yes, everybody still complains. Oh, he's too tall to be Wolverine. Wolverine's like a little short, angry guy. But no, I mean, he made it his own. He he did his thing.
1: Yeah, this is like movie Wolverine right there, and what we got is a really. This is the movie that actually took put the R rating on an X Men film, and man, it actually shows within the first. Three, four minutes when those Mexican You're guys got killed up? Deadpool.
2: But Deadpool technically know. it's not an X-Men movie, but yeah. it's within
1: I'm thinking yeah. more of like within yeah. the context of all the X-Men films being PG and Wolverine movies as well being PG as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to actually see those claws being put to good use. Don't yeah. you think?
0: Where you know he's actually cutting people up and it's not, you know, just a clean blade like it was in the yeah. Wolverine.
2: I know. I mean, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to mention the previous Wolverine outings?
0: I think we should. Do we? Just for on the sake point,
2: of context. I guess, guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. I mean, let's just start it off. Uh, in the beginning Wolverine's Origins you know also speaking of Deadpool of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool yes the mouth know?
0: with a mouth with no mouth
2: with no mouth and, <laughs> uh, with powers that we don't remember him having But to be fair time,
1: okay this might be a bit controversial but I did feel Liv Schreiber did a really good job as Sabretooth really? Call a the the Scream series? yes <laughs> a little bit actually yeah I felt that okay there was some camaraderie a little bit and the fact that he's trying to be that brother of sorts while also being the shit out of him but that's probably the only good thing I can find from is that, X-Men
0: Origins. Is that canon from the comics? Probably not. No, no, no But exactly. it, actually, it was alright. Really it is oh, a absolutely. very
2: uh, notable rivalry with Wolverine and uh, Sabretooth, especially in the 90s animated TV show. Yeah, yeah I believe like, so, yes. Like, the thing is, uh, Wolverine, probably one of the most definitive anti-heroes within the X-Men universe, right? He also suffers from having not a very good stable, not a very good uh, rogues gallery of uh, villains to go up against. I mean, Wolverine basically is more famous for uh, being paired off against stronger, more uh, formidable opponents, like mm-hmm. people always talk about Wolverine versus the Hulk. Yeah. Well, you mean—the
0: one where he got torn in half and thrown up a mountain?
2: Exactly. Uh,
0: Wolverine and Punisher
1: as well. That was sort of a versus
2: thing. And also on. his stint with the Avengers. You know, and Mr. Jackman did kind of hint that if there was a role offered for Wolverine to reappear in the Avengers side, on the other side of the the Great Divide. <laughs> the Great yeah. Divide. It is that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Because the thing is, right, despite the finality, there is still kind of, like, talks amongst, like, you know, the actors, especially interviews, if you notice, right? Depending
1: that... on how much Hugh Jackman gets paid. <laughs>
0: but I'm, I'm pretty
2: sure, like, if you can get Hugh Jackman to put on the claws in the yellow suit one more time, like, you know, with the right amount, with the Disney money? Yo, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, Four
2: times the amount? Ah, okay, that
0: could work, because You know, there's money, there's money and then, then there's rich.
2: Disney money. I, I'm pretty sure you can get Mr. Charles Xavier himself, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, to, you know, like, you know, get back in the wheelchair.
1: What do you guys think of Logan? I mean, you probably know that I'm a fan of violence. I fucking loved it. I
0: think we can all agree this was a really, really good movie. Yeah, this is a damn good film. From start to finish, it's not just a good comic book movie, it's just a good movie. I want to
2: say this, you know, like, it's not a comic book movie at all. But to me, it is the best graphic novel movie because every scene every uh composition looks like it's lifted off the pages of like amazing graphic novels yeah like you can literally like freeze frame moments in this film and you can definitely uh, imagine yourself reading off the page itself you know and like the film in itself you know if it wasn't about this character the wolverine like if you were just to remove that it was just about some random dude who had claws mm-hmm. it stands on its own two feet
0: absolutely like, without know? all that extra baggage which comes from being part of an expanded universe it really just functions in terms of how you define a good action movie a good even just a good drama in some ways I would
2: say it's also an amazing western you know, yeah, that's. It feels like, and the thing is, right? Uh, there was that scene where uh, Charles Xavier and the young X twenty three are like watching TV in the hotel room, and they're watching Shane. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's like you know, as much as like you know, me, the film nerd, like think, oh, come on, you know, that's a little bit too like you're hitting it too much on the nose. But it, like, was, it, it, it felt funny. perfect. Yeah, yeah you know, and I fine. like the fact that it
0: fit into what was it was, it was to be. like
2: a, a true precursor to what was going to happen. Like when I saw that like film clip, right, and the thing is if everybody knows, Shane is a amazing story about a cowboy who cleans up this town and dies at the end. And that's when I kinda realized, spoilers for your kids out there, right? They finally kill him off. Hugh Jackman dies.
0: But to be at honest, if you weren't expecting this, then obviously you'd not be paying attention.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, if, especially to the interviews and the hype surrounding this because they're selling this movie as this is the final outing of Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. He what did else mention, could
1: they do? He did mention in one interview, like, oh, my next Wolverine movie, Old Man Logan. People who actually know their comics or at least do some Wikipedia search. They will know how that particular and the Wolverine the end show actually turns
2: out but do you see any uh, cross tangents between the Old Man Logan uh, comics and
0: this movie the only comparison is that he's old apart from that I think yeah Yeah. the general storyline it's very very different but
2: you guys you've read the Old Man Logan books right no Uh, you haven't read it no should I spoil it for you
0: Go ahead, I don't read comics. Okay,
2: so now how in this movie it's kind of like hinted, like not officially said, but it's like they say that it was because of Professor X, he's the one who killed all the mutants. I mean, there's definitely moments where you remember him saying, what have I done? What, you know, why am I here? Yeah,
0: they even hint that in previous films, for mm. example, in the second X-Men movie, when, you know, that, that scene when he's trying to hunt down Nightcrawler, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's saying, I can't quite uh, find him. And then, you know, Logan asks, can't you focus a little harder? If I wanted to kill him, yes. And then mm-hmm. the whole point is that he's trying to kill off all the of meters and by really good That's what her. I like
2: so much about this movie because they show the true power of Xavier, especially yeah. when he's unable to control it. You know, him suffering from dementia and not having full grasp of his mental capacity and just how dangerous he is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. yeah, the reference like, you know, his w- brain is now considered a weapon of mass destruction. Very nicely hit. And, the, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. and it's rather than, you know, just saying a weapon of mass destruction and then just kind of like skirting around it. They show how dangerous he is even when he's trying to control himself but can't mm. quite grasp it dude knocks out an entire 500 600 people are just affected by him losing his shit. seeing it actually in the flesh was really terrifying to see i actually. think
1: they probably waited for a scenario like you know logan and his last legs to for this to happen like, i suppose yeah. the last the stage of mutant kind of sorts, you know, like a finality Western kind of film to it. Mm. And also the r rating helps too, which is nice. Oh, definitely.
2: But here's another thing I also want to kind of bring up because uh, when it comes to the Charles Xavier character, I finally see the connection to the James McAvoy character. Because when you see James McAvoy, he's a a young guy trying to deal with not only his powers, but trying to uh, kind of father this team. And you see the frustration and the desperation and how he just loses his shit. Yeah. And then like, that's the bridge.
0: Yeah, you know, when you see when he's finally yeah. you know, lost all the control he's when over. he's
2: just dropping F-bombs he's like yeah I can see this is the you know that's the James McAvoy time when
0: line. he's a cantankerous old man he realizes, oh you are a really angry man in your 30s it ties into the canon without
2: depending on
0: it exactly
2: yeah and that's what makes this film like so enjoyable not as just an X-Men fan not just as a, a Western fan you know it's just such a strong story yeah. which like pays uh, which respects not only the characters but the audience
0: and what I like is just every aspect even the slow moments are just beautifully crafted The bit I'm thinking out in particular is you know when they when they're sitting down with that family and they're just you know What I like is that they're actually having a conversation which I could imagine real people speaking It's not like um, Movie dinner conversation where it's all about. Oh, we have to discuss this point that point point XYZ We have to take off this thing to talk about it sounds like an actual Group, pretending to be a family, speaking to another family, you know, mm, yeah, making little definitely. side jokes, making little like jabs at each other in a kind of playful way, and kind of like laughing along and so. Like- I can imagine me doing that with my own family.
2: And also as a story point, it's like amazing to see like how you can see in like Hugh Jackman's performance in his eyes, like this is what a family should look like. This is yeah. what happiness looks like, and you can see like
0: it's his moment you know, of zen.
2: Yes, definitely the, yeah, that clarity. Yeah. But like,
0: it, it, it needed that moment because yeah. of all the It was the, very essential. Yes, none,
2: it, no part of this movie felt like fluff
0: or filler. Exactly. Yeah. Now, okay,
2: I, I have to bring this up though, that family scene. I could not take it seriously for one glaring flaw.
0: Oh, okay, what?
2: Which is the casting of the dead. Do you recognize who he is?
0: is, is he, he's familiar. Is he
2: the guy from Die Hard? Worse, he's Daryl from Fra- Fra- fucking Coming to America. Just let your soul! <laughs> Oh, oh my God! <laughs> and like when oh. I saw him, he's like, God damn, is the the boyfriend from *Coming to America*? Oh, like, oh man. man! And I could that image could not <laughs> leave my head because every time you see him, especially when he was trying to defend his little like a uh, water
1: tank thing. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh look at Daryl and Wolverine together in a movie. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it, I can't it, see it, that movie again now. So that
0: <laughs> you have ruined Logan. I for have us. ruined
1: Logan for the internet boys and girls <laughs> You've ruined it for people like age thirty or higher. <laughs> But anyway, I also got a bit of a problem with some of the. I, I guess you know, Marvel has this problem with guys. We're gonna bad go guys, with the gripes. We'll yes, just yeah. a little bit. No, no, it's not. It doesn't ruin the film. Don't get me wrong. It's just you got that wise-cracking motherfucker guy with the mechanical, the head. blondie dude. Yeah, yeah. And what's he you, supposed to be? I don't recognize him. He's one he's, of the reavers, He's right? a
0: reaver. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. they don't. They kind of reference it in the film. Um, I, I don't then, think he's meant to be a character. He's just. I think he's meant to be just a facsimile of that particular threat from. Oh, yeah. That time period.
1: Then again, Laura is also from X-Men Evolution before she got herself into the comics. Mm. So there's some parallels there, which makes sense. And also, the bad guy they fight, you know, this basically... I think, yeah, we, we prover- should go... Wolverine.
2: like Okay, this is the proper spoiler territory. We're going to talk about uh, stuff in the movie that, you know... If you haven't seen it, please pause the podcast, go watch the film, come back and listen to the rest of this conversation. Yeah. But okay, let's just go straight to the one thing that I have... The one problem I have with this movie is the fact that Wolverine fights young Wolverine the most unimaginative thing to do
0: it's the thing comic books do when they say there's no one who can beat him apart from himself
2: i know you know which is cliche in itself but at the same time it was kind of i wouldn't even say interesting but it's like it's a
0: bit I, lazy super it's lazy. a bit
2: lazy but then the thing is i'll argue myself and say like what else could they have done yeah and yeah you know especially within the the realm of this story yeah, and even
0: yeah. with the gripe it's sad part that really good way of how they killed off professor xavier because mm. it was so heart-wrenching seeing that you know when he's finally breaking down and saying i remember what happened because remember he has dementia yeah, yeah. yeah. and then One of his last sights is Wolverine stabbing him in the chest. just that emotional explosion all of a sudden. And then you're watching that in the cinema going, this is a dream, right? This is a dream sequence, it has to be. And then it just keeps on going and going and it's just so awful what happens in just two, three minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that's where you realise this is how Wolverine would have been if Xavier hadn't rescued him in X1, X2. Exactly,
2: yes, I agree with that. That's the true, the beast, the, I the berserker. I think
1: that's why I didn't hate that thing, that 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 enemy so much. I mean, again, it's more like nitpicking on my side.
2: Like, for me, it felt more like, oh, didn't they do this in Superman 3 where Superman fought himself?
1: Was yeah. that
0: Superman 4 as well when they had... Yeah, but Logan's Superman a good fought, movie. he fought Nuclear Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Logan's a good
2: movie. Don't Logan's forget that. a good yeah. movie. Yeah, less Richard Pryor, more Daryl. So! <laughs> 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 Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. They're set in the same universe. That's what happens to Daryl, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he retires to Oklahoma and becomes a corn farmer. You know? Uh.
2: No, speaking of set in the same universe, this was directed by James Mangle, who
0: did the previous Wolverine. The Wolverine, which. <laughs> I'm a bit more forgiving than I think you are.
2: But I, I, I just hated Silver Samurai and what they did with that character. But mm. also with like how they, they promised us like, oh, it's the Frank Miller Wolverine with him versus ninjas
1: and yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't believe the press. Don't, don't like, believe the you press. know.
0: I will stab you with this katana and it's completely clean when it comes out. Well. So you have a quarterizing blade with your ancient samurai sword. What was
1: sad about it was it was supposed to be an R-rated film. Oh, it's before
0: Deadpool. I
2: mean, literally, we also kind of have to bring this into the conversation that if it wasn't for Deadpool, not only would this not be the movie that we're watching, but at the same time, you know, like Fox finally has that foothold that they can kind of like crowbar themselves away from the MCU.
0: Yeah, and also, it's so they're standing on their own two feet. So, you know, Marvel has, you know, their big world-defining universe, Fox has, you know, they're the R-X, they're the edgy ones, and DC is a shit one.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: everyone <laughs> has a, their Shout little... Shout out to one. the upcoming Wonder Woman movie, yeah. by the way. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that fucking train <laughs>
2: <laughs> But um, I mean, okay, besides the backbunners being weak, right? Okay, one thing I also kind of need to bring up, like, the supporting characters... You want to talk about Stephen Merchant as Caliban? He was, he was he was serviceable. He, he was, was serviceable. He, he was, served his purpose and He literally missed the plot device, right? Yeah.
0: And I think the main issue is that I really like Steve Merchant. He's a great comedian. But I'm not sure he's a great dramatic actor. I mm. mean at least this hasn't shown me that he can do it. I mean he's not like who are other comedians who went on to do good dramatic roles? Robin Williams, for example. Jim Carrey, I Jim as well. Carrey. Are you familiar with the character Caliban? No.
1: Actually, no, I'm not.
0: So this
2: is like deep cuts, like we're like reaching into the back of like what characters we can still use, right? All
1: the D-list characters.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, but you can literally like replace it with any. People known less popular to... than
1: Husk. <laughs> mm.
2: I guess. Yeah. No, but yeah, I kind of see like the point of Stephen Merchant was to be Mr. Exposition Magnet, like, yeah. like here's
0: Explain Logan, they here's
2: you. Charles Xavier, and then like, okay, I'm here to just like kind of tell the audience what's going on. And, like that was probably I wouldn't say a hindrance but like for the early part of the movie that felt like okay this, this is being shot on spec like you no know, this this was script doctored. they had to kind of like move things along or something but goddamn, the last hour of this movie when things finally kicked off oh. yeah like for me the only main problem when it comes to the pacing and the balance of this film is like the the, the first half was hit and miss you know, I love the opening segment. Like the first thing Hugh Jackman says is "fuck," yeah. you know, like, yeah. and then he he wastes some dudes. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: then, that's to let you know we got the R rating, kids. Yeah, strap in. Yes, there you
2: go. You know, and and that's I'm when so that's probably what got that. everyone's attention. And then there was like that moment where it decided to become very topical mm. with like all these background scenes of him crossing the border and like you know the kind of, the rhetoric in like America with you know immigration yeah. and stuff. I mean,
0: it became really on the nose when uh, he was driving those frat boys back in from the border they just gone USA, USA, Yeah, that scene. Like, okay, James the, Mangold, a you're bit, not subtle enough to do this kind of political but commentary. But I like the
2: fact that he let it go immediately. Yeah, like, it's, he's just like, like th- it's all just set up. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's that. it's that. don't worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah. Comic, well, do, do, don't forget, it is kind of a comic book movie despite the fact that it's tailored as a western. Like, You've got the comic it, trappings right there, so some yeah, obvious yeah. on-the-nose stuff is allowed, I guess. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, because everything else was so good, you can let that slide. I don't really have big gripes. I have bit nitpicking things. My main thing is, you know, they reference that he's dying from adamantium poison, poisoning. Yeah. yeah. I wish they'd spent a bit more time explaining why is that happening after they solved that. Because, obviously, they have X-24. He's got the same adamantium skeleton. Mm,
2: but he was fresh from the factory. Yeah, fresh, fresh from yeah, the fresh factory.
0: Like, so yeah. it's an expiry date on these face.
2: Yeah, which kind of ruins the whole... Uh the adamantium bullet being able to take him out. Yeah. Like, couldn't he just recover from that? Or, like, after you crush him with the tank and stuff? But then again, you know, like, how else are you going to wrap it up?
0: Yeah, although, you know, we're not definitely... Like, even though we saw his head get blown off, he could still recover because, remember, Wolverine got shot in the head in X2 and got up again. Mm -hmm. But was it with the adamantium bullet? He (laughs) got shot in... X-Men Origins in the head with a bullet and got up again
2: but I'm pretty sure at this point in time X-Men Origins is non-canon it's already been like kind of, pushed <laughs> I, think out was, of yeah, I think Days of Future is Past a, is First Clark, it, it, it was a great way to just retcon like all the Brad retina and all the bullshit yeah. that happened before. and Days yeah. yeah.
1: of Future Past too yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Days of Future Past definitely said okay all this shit don't worry about it we're moving on
2: <laughs> and then they shit the bed with Apocalypse <laughs> oh my Man. fucking god and then that's the thing that this is a this is the movie that redeems not only the X-Men film franchise but a lot of like Uh, the problems the X-Men movies have. Yeah. Where they need to, like, they're not sure whether they want to tell amazing allegories about, you know, gay rights or about immigration or it wants to be just a big, dumb comic book movie. You know? I mean, and that's the problem. Like, Bryan Singer, 50-50. Either knocks it out of the park or he just shits the bed. And then you have James Mangold who, like, who did the Wolverine. He did the previous Wolverine movie. And also did Kate and Leopold, too.
0: which I think (laughs) we're the same actor (laughs) exactly exactly. this is
2: it's probably in the same universe though Meg Ryan is an X-Men character somehow but I'll also but here's the thing is like um, I think now Fox has finally found their template as how like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has their like no let's just redo Iron Man over and over again whereas this one like hey let's just make it R-rated and gritty but not stupid gritty like what the DC guys are doing yeah, and just make it for grown-ups we'll do that And we will just trust the audience and the fans to be smart and intelligent enough to just kind of, like, roll with the punches and probably go see the movie with the friend who can kind of explain things to them. (laughs) Or if you can just do a simple Google search, you know, all will be explained. Yeah, I mean,
0: in the internet age, there's no excuse of not understanding what that person is.
2: Exactly, I mean, like... I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube video right now that has 10 things you need to know about
1: this movie before you watch the movie. 10 things you need to know about X-23, or Wolverine, or Saber or whatever. Speaking
0: of X-23, we have our own little bit of local controversy to talk about.
1: Oh, we should. Oh, right, that. um.
0: One of the most disgusting things I think I've seen on the internet in a while.
2: Are you talking about the not sexy enough X-23? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I think I can quote that. So, a while back, about a few weeks ago, Absolute Comics did a review on Logan. Who uh, are really? Absolute Comics? Absolute Comics? They're a Singaporean comic book company <laughs> publisher thing. Yeah, well, they sell comics, yes. They've been around for quite a bit. So, they had one guy, um, crap, of course, names are I mean, you... Let's not drop names, let's okay, just yeah, say, okay, just Someone quote. from, who is under the employment from absolute comics did a short review on logan now this one particular quote from the review actually stood out i will read it out here out loud i felt x-23 was a bit of a disappointment though felt like she could have been a little older fuller and sexier
0: okay
1: let's let okay we have to keep in, we have to remind the audience that um x-23 in the movie is a it's not and, the same Errol, thank you.
2: That, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same x23 that exists now in the current comic state yeah, yeah, yeah. or in the the TV show mm-hmm. or in you know Marvel's Capcom 3 which you know alter, umVC3
1: finally mm-hmm. on PC yeah, yeah.
2: sorry but uh, John as you were saying okay so I mean your thoughts on this
1: okay so what happened was okay sure maybe that guy posted it supposed to post it on his own Facebook account maybe he used it as a mistake I don't know Mm. what was the bad thing about it? okay and then obviously there were people responding like saying oh not sexy man or what uh, Wolverine who shitless isn't sexy man and all that stuff and taking out the bullets from his body <laughs> and, and shit and there were some really good disparaging comments to counter that now the response to that was actually no damage control the damage control was
0: pretty yeah, bad but you know? I mean I
1: don't think that. Should... I think everyone who listens to the podcast should know what happens but to sum it up he responds by saying, oh, just because you're a feminist and all that doesn't mean you should start And that's how you know, get the okay, shitstorm okay. started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. there but, you go.
0: So what he first did a kindling and you got a response and then he just poured gasoline on it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So basically, it's just bad PR.
2: Not some people just don't deserve internet. Yeah. I'm, you know
1: what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so absolute oh, comics. And that particular post got deleted, and then re-edited again as well. Dude, it's the internet. This is all within a span of 24 hours. Once
2: you put something on the internet, it's there forever, yeah. no matter
1: what you do. Oh, and by the way, if you want to see the full exposing of the story, you can check out our pal's uh, site at herebegeeks.com. Yeah, the When they broke right the there. story, right? Yeah, they yeah. broke the story, yeah. Shout-outs to our friends at Herebe Yep, totally,
2: totally. Okay, but let's just talk about the character. What yeah. do you think of X-23?
0: I think, considering this is her... I'm going to talk about the actress herself. Mm-hmm. Cuz this is her first movie. Right before this she did a TV show with her father. Okay. Then the fact that she's a literal no one. She did a really really good job. As I was a...
2: fucking impressed.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean I've never been intimidated by a twelve-year-old stare before. <laughs> <Exactly. But laughs> holy the, shit. the way she would t- not even by Macaulay Culkin in
2: the bed seat or
1: anything. You know, know. A, like you know the bit- Macaulay Culkin had ad, did not have adamantium claws. <laughs> yeah. He was still Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: the, the bit before when they're going into the compound in Mexico and you just see her eating cereal, just staring into the corner, just yes. Oh, like, oh I you, love that. You set, know something's gonna happen, and cut away, and you just hear a scream, and then she comes out and it's just. Her holding the head of the some guy's food. Head, yeah. yeah, she just walks <laughs> out and just goes, boom. It, it's like the opening scene from Gladiator. <laughs> oh, but even more scary because there's this tiny little girl who's clutching her backpack in one hand and her head in the other. Just, you'll yeah. move, bitch. This is
2: before or after the unicorn t-shirt? Uh, I think this was...
0: This was before after, the unicorn t-shirt. Before, before the unicorn four, t-shirt, right. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Now, okay, I don't know. I, I want to jump the gun a little bit. Like, What I loved about this little actress is that final scene when she's like holding like the dying body of like Hugh Jackman and that one line daddy oh yeah. my oh, god damn. the feels i have teared up like a, uh. I couldn't take it anymore I like to me uh. that's when I knew this girl's gonna be a goddamn superstar
0: look yeah like that. I mean you know? I can't wait to see where she's gonna go it's it's nice when you see Child actors and you see, I can't wait to see where you go from here. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping it's not another let's say so Or uh, Kirsten
1: dunns or I just hope this doesn't <laughs> end up like
0: another Drew Barrymore case. Where hopefully she, where she, she, she ends up more like, like an Emma
1: Watson, maybe Yeah, Yeah'll be good, that'll be good.
0: But Emma Watson wasn't good when she started, that's the problem. She's
2: still not good. She's doing what, Beauty and the Beast now? Hey hey hey,
1: don't don't love laugh <laughs> the film till we see it. Don't okay. love the film till
0: we see Should it.
2: Should we review Last King fans, do you want us to review live action versions of uh, Disney animations? Please let us know. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But anyway yes. do Don't take, me. Do take me. So um, Let's talk about The other actors as well mm-hmm. What do you think of Mr pa- Sir I'm sorry Sir Patrick Stewart Cussing his way Through a movie uh, It's
1: nice to hear him Swear
2: once
0: <laughs> <much laughs> a while I, I mean It's not the first time He's done it And Have you guys seen Green Room? Yes Oh yes, yes.
1: God uh, damn because I've heard about that I've but never seen Sir that. Patrick
2: Stewart Terrifying before <laughs> like, and- Goddamn, yeah.
0: And that was a different kind of scary because it was very low and menacing and just... I've never heard someone mutter the N-word in such a really caustic, awful way. I
2: also have some problems with The Green Room because it's basically Picard and Chekhov in the same movie. But yeah, you know, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's not bring that up. I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> for, for
0: another podcast for another uh, time.
2: Rest in peace, Mr. Anthony Elchid, yeah, by the way. But-
0: I mean, because we've seen him being, you know, the calm, reserved, you know We've
2: seen him as Picard, we've seen him as uh, Professor X And then we have a certain uh, kind of stereotype about, you know, his style of acting And
0: to see him as someone sell someone dementia Mm. You you can see and you can fully believe this is a man who Okay, he's got, you know, a degenerative um, mental issue but because we know how powerful he is, it's that ticking time bomb element, which...
2: Which really added to the tension of this whole yeah, film, when yeah. You,
0: when you can see him not taking his medication, when you see him, you know, saying, fuck you, I don't want to take that pill, and you're like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? yeah.
1: I mean, if like that bit earlier on at Mex, is Mexico? Is it like yeah, the Mexico. area inside where that big ass room until that metal place that showed the extent of his yeah. power? Yeah, that was, was scary, man. Yeah,
0: that was just a little bit. There was a little taster. That's like you know three people affected. Okay, fine. And then when it happens in the casino. Oh
1: man, that was so good. Like,
0: you know when, you know, for some reason Hugh Jackman and X twenty three, they're the only ones who aren't as affected. I guess maybe it's the adamantium casing in the skull. Or it
2: could just be that they're mutants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, they are genetically the same. Mm. not a spoiler but the way he has like claw his way dude the mm.
2: scene where he's just like looking at all these rivers who are like kind of stuck in like this <laughs> yeah, and, and, the way that, <laughs> and, and he, he just, just fucks them up yeah, with like, like <laughs>
0: the way the eyes just fake like,
2: like fuck fuck like, <laughs> <run, laughs> fuck <bark, bark>, and that anger and then like you know you don't fuck and then he just like you know r- r- lets loose in a yeah. way that's like Extremely satisfying. That kind satisfying, of extreme situation. Extremely yeah. satisfying to see Wolverine, like, oh, yeah, this is what he would do. Yeah.
0: Shall we talk about one of the really satisfying moments? Which one? Which when one? he takes the uh, X-Men steroids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
2: Dude, okay, like, I would say this, right? That scene when all the reavers are chasing the kids through the forest, yeah. you know, as much as that, you know, kind of reminds me, oh, this looks like, you know, like Hunger Games or Battle Royale and then all of a sudden you look in the distance and there's an angry Hugh Jackman claws out yeah. face fucking ready to just rip some fools and like yeah. Yeah. Someone just that scene kind of him barreling down towards you yeah. it's, like, and uh-huh.
0: so, <laughs> it's a subtle oh, subtle elements of that as well because he's no longer scarred he's no longer grey it's Hugh Jackman from
2: finally after 17 years here we go yeah. rip, yeah, yeah. and
0: him just really just Letting the <laughs> fuck go, and you can you can tell who Jackman's enjoying himself in that scene.
2: Yeah. I mean, like even I mean, as goofy as some of the wire work was when yeah. they were doing like, it, like, the classic Wolverine like, leap, <laughs> you know, but it looked damn good. I yeah. forgave it. it. I I you know what? Yes, seeing him plunge blade into chest,
1: pl- I waited so long. Yeah, with some with some blood
2: coming <laughs> with out. With some as blood well, and yeah. some damage, and just seeing him wreck fools. God. Yeah.
0: and then you know the dessert at the end when you see the kids also. Yeah, Be violent like the kid with the pine cones. Oh, <laughs> man! Hell, man? Just,
2: just that was one of the most imaginative kills I've seen in a yeah, while. Or, you
0: know the one with the frost breath, and it's just like
2: it starts freezing seeing long head, guys. Seeing the, seeing
0: the hand just start to freeze and the smash. Yeah. I grabbed my own hand in the cinema. That was so Ooh. visceral.
2: Uh, I mean, like those kids. The, Forest fires don't kill. Forest kills. They're the next franchise right there, running
1: into the mountains. Hey, hey. Runaways that's a Marvel thing mm. weren't they mutants if I recall some yes. of the Runaways I think
2: even x Three was involved in that series for a while I'm not sure
1: sh- I think yeah, yeah I think so she she was. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean uh, I've
2: could. kind of lost track of the X-Men uh, comic books but I am really looking forward to like yeah. just picking up you know like an, a Wolverine book and re- seeing X-23 adventures and seeing mm-hmm. the potential future movies that they can do with this yeah. character and so, the people should kill yeah.
1: in gory ways
0: as, we, <laughs> as we're wrapping up let's talk about very briefly, where do you want to see the the franchise go from here? Because obviously they've set a very high benchmark with this film, which they need to try and follow somehow. I personally want to see what they're going to do with extra anything I don't want to aged up yet. Hmm. I'd like to see... Her young... Kind of like um, Batman Year One.
2: I was thinking more like a, maybe Leon the Professional where she finds an older surviving mutant who kind of... Like like a Batman Begins where this mentor kind of teaches her to rein in her anger. But at the same time, you know, she gets to unleash every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, kind of like
0: Hit Girl in Kick-Ass, you know? Yeah, I mean... That, they kinda like, had, I want to see the violent
2: little girl. Come on. Dude. Yeah, I mean, they, I had, fan.
0: they had that ever so slightly in, the, in Logan. But yeah, they... Obviously, she's going to have the extra grief of she had a father for the first time in entire life and he dies. That's gonna mess with her head. So oh, there's wow.
2: nothing scarier than a girl with daddy issues and adamantium claws. Oh, is that yeah. what you're trying to say? And regenerative powers. Too. And
0: regenerative powers, yeah, too. Yeah, imagine her as a teenager.
2: Hey, you know, uh, imagine her on her first period. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> Leave Lord, her alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a lot of dead people. in the Here's top, some man. chocolates. Yeah. Leave
0: me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, but okay, you know what? Let's just wrap it up right now. Okay, uh, we go around the table. Mr.
1: Puffy, your thoughts, your ratings. Wow, that's really tough. I mean, there's nothing I hate about the film at all, mm. so... But... You still again, have your pet peeves? I mean, my pet peeves won't actually affect the movie that much, but... Oh, man, I guess maybe you're an 8 or a 9. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a that's, a really, that's, that's a good, good score. score. Yeah. Look, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I know it's still grounded in comic book fiction, and the fact that there's some... Some, I mean, the villain's not that strong, but still, everything else is overpowered in a sense. Um, Hugh Jackman's performance, the little kid's performance in X23, Patrick Stewart, especially, mm. trying to ground it all together. Uh, he's, he's the guy that just kept it super entertaining for me. Yep. Like, for, for me, myself,
2: Logan, okay. Uh, it's not going to be a 10 upon 10 okay for me to give a 10 upon 10 very rarely you know but I would say it's a very strong 8 but minus half a mark for Daryl appearing <laughs> <laughs> I can't let that go because that, like that's you you got, only got the, hope, like, the like, lemons, that ruins it just seeing him stare down Wolverine and it's like yeah man no are we going to do a rap album together <laughs> oh god sexual chocolate ladies oh. and gentlemen <laughs> sexual chocolate but okay um Okay, honestly, it's a very strong eight and a half for me, definitely. How about you, Mr. Tom?
0: I would say, yeah, I can't disagree with any of you guys. I have my own gripes, but they're seriously nitpicks. And you know, even the slightly weaker points, like Lloyd Holbrook, who was the main reaver. Yeah, he was, you know, very comic bookish, very stereotypical. But you can tell he was enjoying himself. He was the right
2: amount of over the top.
0: Yeah, Mm. and. I enjoyed him because, you know, I recognized him from Narcos, where he was one particular character. So to see him be someone else, I was like, oh, this is a nice change of pace. Mm. So I would say, yeah, good 8.5 to 9. Definitely not a perfect film. There are definitely flaws. Definitely you can tell where James Mangold got and some the And a little from. bit
2: of baggage from previous movies, too.
0: Obviously, but this is definitely worth your time. Even if you don't care about comic movies, give this one a try because it's just... What a way to start twenty seventeen. Exactly. I think yeah. This is the
1: ending to the whole Hugh Jackman career thing that he deserves. Absolutely. Yes. This
0: is the song song which he absolutely deserved for the time and effort and just the motivation that man had. For even in moves which he must have known were going to be terrible, he gave it his all. And to see him,
2: to just validate. Validate. The character. That's the word. Yeah. Validate. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so that has been our loving review to probably one of the best movies of 2017. I'm not so sure that this will uh, do anything for the Fox franchise. we look forward to Deadpool 2. Wonder Woman's coming up. Spider-Man's coming up. Guardians is coming up. It's going to be a chop year full of, like, comic book movies.
0: I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I I think Spider-Man's going to be not bad because Tom Holland... Is excited enough to try and sell it, even if other parts are weak. Yeah, I would like
2: to see that a young, excitable little Peter Parker. You know, still a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not not so mopey, not so emo, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, like not so hipster too. I would oh, say, oh, like, oh God, was, yeah, yeah,
0: Jesus Christ.
2: But like, okay, Logan set the pace for future comic book movies to come after this. I'm pretty sure Guardians is gonna be like a more fun. It's gonna be a Star lot of Warsy fun. kind of movie. Thor Ragnarok seems to be batshit insane, you know. But I I'm, like
0: the director. Uh, he's done some really well, he's done a lot of comedies, but oh,
1: yeah, these comedies are great.
0: Yeah, but you know, look at the Rooster brothers, they did community before they did civil war, and look how that turned out.
2: Surprise, they could surprise us too. So, okay, that's been us at the Last King Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook and on our Twitters and also on our Instagram at Last King Podcast. Okay, please, everybody, give a quiet round of applause to our new co host, uh, Eccentric Tom. How can they find you again, sir?
0: You can find me on Instagram at Eccentric Tom, on Twitter at Eccentric Tom, and on Facebook as Tom and Mr. Toffee. I kind of forgot my Instagram handles
1: all that. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure it's at Mr. Toffee. Slash Mr. Toffee, yes. Twitter slash capital M, Mr. Toffee, capital T as well. So, and that's about it. <laughs>
2: gushing reviews for the Logan film and for New Automata. Thank you for listening. Signing out.
1: Peace.